0: We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. what we were trying to say. You got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at WaysWords. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 81 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And yeah, you heard right, I said episode 81 as opposed to briefcast. So that means only one thing. That the special teams unit is back in the building. And this time I will have Biscuit and Kalina will be in the building as well. A lot to get into. These guys have to catch up. We hadn't heard from them in such a long time. You asked for it, you got it. And they're here. But first and foremost, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. want to remind you how you can communicate with me. I'm at Wadesword Word on Twitter. That's W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, all one word. And, of course, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. But more importantly than uh, any of those ways, it's the Wade's Word Productions website. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but wadeswordproductions.com. That's your one-stop shop for all things D. Wade. And we'll talk about some of the features and uh, some of the other stuff that goes along with that. And, of course, I don't know how you found us, but we are on every platform. We just joined Spotify. So we're Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, let's see, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, we're everywhere. Just Google the podcast and you will find us. With that, I want to bring in my brother, the one, uh, the, I guess the, the, the legend, the mysterious one. No, 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 Jordan Biscuit Wade. Jordan is back in the building.
1: Ooh, I, I'm going to add I, a,
0: a clap track to
1: that'll that. That'll be awesome. Well, you know what, man? Just don't add the clap track where it only sounds like two or three people in there. Like, everybody (laughs) in radio uses that one, and I have no idea why. It doesn't sound cool. It doesn't sound like a party. It just sounds like two or three people clapping.
0: So so. Okay, so let's do this again. Okay. And now, the legend, Biscuit, Jordan Wade, is in the building. (laughs)
1: No, you keep calling me a legend. I'm not old enough to be a legend. No,
0: you. Well, you. I don't know that you. I mean, you're not a legend. Okay, I, I, without being insulting, yeah. But here's why you're a legend. Okay. You're a legend because people have been asking about you for a long, long time. I mean, you haven't been here in a long time. Let's
1: say urban legend. Like, I <laughs> don't like you yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that
0: sounds more
1: up-to-date, you know.
0: So I've shot you a couple screenshots of people asking me about you. You when, have,
1: and I, and I greatly appreciate it. The love is, the lo- like you say on the Friday Express, the love is real, and I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, yeah I mean, how does that feel, really? because you're not a limelight guy you're not a radio guy you're not not a sports guy as much as you used to be. How does it feel though when people do ask for you? and be Like, oh yo, where's Biscuit? Or are they glad to hear from you? What, what, what is you know? It feels really good. I mean, because people
1: have so many things they can be thinking about, or talking about, or expressing, and then somebody takes the time out of their day to say, hey, you know, to, you know, I want to hear from Biscuit, or I want, you know, hey, where Biscuit at? You know, just to take their time out of their day and whatever they're going on in their life and they're thinking about me, and I and I really appreciate it. and I take it as a huge compliment, and you know, I try to keep things entertaining. As, as, as much as
0: possible yeah well like i said you know i try i've tried and tried to get you in here and i uh, finally people think it was me keeping you awake the money wasn't right No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a recurring thing but before we get into um to what's brand new i want to ask you about the website now you have been i know that i have okay so he's my brother 10 years my junior But I have called him every day.
1: Every single day.
0: About minor tweaks to the website.
1: Every day. So
0: now it's finally up. You you have given me some critiques to try to get it right, mm-hmm. and I still have some work to do on that. But by and large, what? how excited are you that we have a website, or I have a website that you're on that supports the podcast?
1: Well, it's awesome. A couple things, though, don't like the picture of me, but, I mean, that's probably that's your my fault. fault. Well, I you, you should have headshot. more pictures of me. I mean, you should. I mean, you talk about how much you love me and and how I was, you was there. You remember the day I was born, and you only had, like, one like, picture. Yes me from July like 20 8. years ago
0: no that was five years ago i don't know i don't I, every picture you you either have a child or your wife in in it and i don't have a clear headshot of you so i don't know maybe you need to take more pictures i, I mean know. i don't go around taking pictures of you Obviously, but you're a photographer. Like you've done some photography. You you don't have any like Uh, like when you're a photographer, you take
1: you take pictures. Usually, you take pictures of other people. That's how it works. It's a selfie. the selfies. The selfie culture. You don't
0: take like Van Gogh with the self portrait. You don't have any of them. No. Don't you have a delay where you you can set it up on a tripod? Yeah, yeah, but
1: I'm not as narcissistic as some people.
0: So. It's not about narcissism. Don't you want to document your, your no. evolution through your time on Earth? No, I don't. How uh, let somebody else do that. So the one thing that he did do, and, and see, you got to understand how we are. We don't lie to each other. For better or worse, as a family, we don't lie to each other. So if it's something that does not look right and he doesn't like— uh, he's going to say it and not in a delicate way. So he looks at the entire, it's probably 15 pages, different pages, mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe not 15, maybe, I don't know, 12, whatever. Well, I mean, so how many other different pages? He looks through all of those. I presume you look through all of them. Have yes. you looked through all of them? Yes. First thing he says is, I don't like the video. <laughs> <laughs> you could, Couldn't you have gotten somebody? Who, uh, and, and the irony of this is that I asked you first, to record the video for me, and you said, "Well, I, ain't, I, ain't. I mean,
1: okay, it's 2019. It takes two seconds to record a video. You could have took the took it in, took the camera in your hand, held it over your head to give you a more slimmer kind of look, <laughs> and and got some better lighting, and not look like you were like in the tunnel at a subway or something. And recorded it that way. And you could have, instead of trying to edit it and all that stuff, you could have just kept going until you got it right. It's on your phone. You can delete whatever doesn't but come out right. But
0: you're a professional photographer. I mean, more or less. you got, you're a semi-pro.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a semi-pro photographer. Okay. Because you've taken, I mean, you've gotten paid for, right. to do Pictures, but you don't do it full time, right? So you're a semi-pro photographer. That's fine. So I was trying to lean on your expertise. Well, okay. and for that I get, you know, if you don't do it, and then you turn around and criticize me for trying to just say making it happen on my own. Well, mm-hmm. I
1: think I think a better uh, effort was in order. On, on that
0: one. And then you know I tried the the, the, the three directional lighting. Oh um, yeah, my, yeah, no, I, I, I tried. Man, no. I, hey, look, man, YouTube is a powerful thing.
1: Man, they are leading you wrong. <laughs>
0: you know well, that, no, I just didn't have. You got to invest in that stuff, when yeah. I don't have the money. Yeah. So so the website is up, but more importantly, or just as importantly, what well, we want you to go to the website and subscribe. So when you go to the Ways Word page, at the bottom Wade's of the Waves production. Word Productions. Word Go ahead.
1: Waves with an S, Productions with an S, .com.
0: Wade's word Productions.com. So when you go there, you can subscribe, and you'll get—what uh, you'll, you'll get is uh, letters on occasion. Not all the time. Not once a week. Not once a month. Although early on, you'll probably get them maybe once a month. Uh, well, we will tell you what's going on. We we will do remotes. We have some coming up uh, are in the works, and uh, you can subscribe and get information that way. But also for the We the People segment, we have a twenty four hour phone line eight three two nine four one six six one four. And it's not just for. We the people. It's if you want to holler
1: back at us, it's the holler back line. Whatever, whatever you got going on, if we, you hear that us what yelling, doing that, holler back the line? holler back line. You holler back at us, let us know what's going on. We might play it. We we we're definitely going to respond to it. We want to hear from you.
0: I've been getting some hate uh, text messages too on KTSU Sports Talk. Okay, good. So, so how would you respond to that? To hate text messages or hate mail?
1: I I wouldn't respond. I mean, mean, what would
0: be your internal reaction to that? I would be happy
1: because that means someone is listening to me enough and bothered enough by what I'm saying or care enough to stop whatever they're doing and send me an email. I would greatly appreciate it. You know, it's it takes in time and energy to be a hater, like and to know that you're putting that time and energy into hating me. That's awesome. That's 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 that's
0: good. Well, I can say this: I wouldn't want a... a you old, are bad with. with no, that, that didn't bother me. It used to. I don't know that it ever did. Mm. Oh, I mean, I'm probably defensive about what the choices I made, but I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I was. I don't. I, don't, I think that if you have an overwhelming amount of of hate I think that that will probably bother me but to get some hate mail or hate text messages what did, what did the text message uh, say it said that I was
1: a and this is somebody you have your who has your phone number
0: no this is they texted in the, uh, at the, the radio station line, okay. the text line on the radio station they texted and said that I was a loudmouth know-it-all or know nothing. Co- know, know nothing no no nothing a loudmouth know nothing yeah uh, and he called me devil wade and <laughs> Larry Hater Hell or something like that because wow. it was about me and Chatterbox. So wow, yeah, yeah, and then they, they kept coming. That didn't. That was just the beginning. And
1: Obviously, it affected you.
0: No, 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 no. But I, I,
1: <laughs> it's okay. You can open up to us, man. This, no, the, only
0: to the extent holler
1: back at us and let us know if Devin is in his feelings about his negative feedback.
0: And so the the phone number again. Don't be afraid. 832 941 6614. And if you go out, get drunk, instead of calling your ex bay, call us. Tell you're us not, about You're, you're not <laughs> young enough to
1: use the word bay, all right? You're oh, just no, not. That's my word. No, you're not young enough to use the word bay. You're so, just not. It's so, just...
0: what I've done is I've incorporated two colloquialisms of, of that are sort of contemporary mm-hmm. love heart. Okay. I use that all the time. I love heart. <laughs> Which I, I I don't know that that's is, a thing
1: that's, that the young people use, but okay.
0: Oh, you don't you've not heard it. Okay. No. All right. And then Bay, yeah, Bay. I didn't. I have to pick these things up where I can. But glad to have you back. And so that leads me to a segment that we call. What's brand new? Brand new, brand new, brand so new. It, you've been out of pocket for a while, and I am other not necessarily was new for you, but over the last few months, I mean, there's been a lot that's happened. What was the one thing or the the, the first thing you can think of that you say, man, I really should have got in on the podcast to come in on this? what was that was it the the Chris Paul Russell Westbrook trade was it Tiger Woods winning the Masters what I mean, what was what's the thing that stuck out to you the most over the, since the last time this is your first time being here this year uh
1: yes uh i think i think the 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 spat between James Harden and Chris Paul i, I think i would have liked to get in on that um I like messy stuff, you know, but, you know, what's going on with me recently now is I've been working on my garage and, you know, I have been out of the limelight and I have been out of the sunlight for quite a while. In the wintertime, I'm very light-complected, and during the summer, I get darker. Well, this year, I hadn't been um, in the sun as much, and I've been working on my garage, and, man, I've gotten sunburned like you would not believe.
0: Well, that happened to me last summer. And and sunburn
1: is like a real thing. Like, I never thought, you know, because I never got sunburned before because I was always darker, so I would always get dark, just get darker. I wouldn't get sunburned. But man, sunburn is a real struggle, man. It's it makes you not. If I felt like a vampire yesterday, I did not want to go outside. I did yeah, not want to be in the sun. Yeah,
0: you don't. You can't find relief. I don't know why. I do. Just don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you're painting. <laughs> it. I I just don't. Okay. But by the my, time you buy drop cloths and pans and rollers and paint, you could have paid somebody to do that. My man. wife thinks it's attractive, man. I'm I'm trying to appeal to my wife. Is that a thing,
1: ladies? La- ladies, call in on the ho- ho- back line and let me know if that's a thing. My wife says, oh, if it looks, you know, I like that you out there working and you sweating and you working hard and you doing something and, and all that. So let me know if that's a real thing, hey, ladies, on the holler back line. 832,
0: what is it? 832. She just had 832 941 6614 832 941 She'd have to have a thing 6614 with Joda the painter. Oh <laughs> <It's me. laughs> you know why don't you let her stand in when you when you pay the man. So no. Baby, baby, watch how cute this is. I'm going to pay this man no. for paying. No, it ain't the same. Yeah. And actually, so what's new with me is I've been working on the website and, uh, you know, trying to get that up and then set up some things, some merch. Some merch will be available, so I'll email you guys if you subscribe. No,
1: it's swag now. It's not called merch. I did.
0: I use swag on the website. Well, it, sure did. It it's is. it's, it's or swag. Or actually, I use swag in the email.
1: Some sports talk with Devin Way swag.
0: And, and the Friday Express. For all my TFE is some Friday Express stuff as well. Those are, T-shirts will be available. So we'll, we'll do those things. But on the sports side, a lot has been going on. Preseason football is underway. Who so cares? that's Well, I mean. I mean, it's not
1: like you, you, you want to talk, everybody's talking about Kyler Murray going 6-for-6 six six and 44 yards and a touchdown. Who cares? It's the first preseason game. You know who started for the Texans? Joe Webb. Joe Webb won't play quarterback for the Texans at all. Any at any point of this year, so it doesn't matter.
0: Well, it matters to the extent that if if somebody looks really really bad or overmatched, it can be. And I mean, not that again. Not that it means. I mean, a lot. It, there have been plenty of teams who went 0 and 4 during the no, preseason. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Like okay, like last uh, Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Through two interceptions, he did play more than any other rookie quarterback. And not that it's a, a huge setback, but again, and when you break down those plays, okay, it's something to, to make note of. Not that you are, are going to decide his fate based on, you know, four or five a series in a in game one of preseason but you know as opposed to Kyler murray who did look really really comfortable he made all his reads his progressions he scrambled out of the pocket a little bit so i do think that you know damon jones threw a uh in a, a daniel, touchdown. Jones. daniel jones damon daniel jones threw a, a touchdown for the giants and that's sort of another nail in the coffin of eli manning so i don't think i'm i'm exactly like you it's hard for me to sit there and watch a lot of preseason because I, I think these teams with the joint practices like I'll give you an example the Texans went to Green Bay for joint practices and during the joint practices, they got all their work in. So by the time it's game day, J.J. Watt didn't play Deshaun Watson. Right. Jadavian Clown is held out. He's not signed his franchise tenure. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, a number of guys, uh, Hopkins. And the, uh, DeAndre, Hopkins. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins didn't play. So a number of guys didn't play. So from that standpoint, no, you can't sit there and watch. But at least it's good to have some competitive football. For me, I looked at a guy who uh, we'll hear from a little bit later on, if not this episode, next episode, uh, Darvin Kidzie, a Texas Southern product who is in camp for his second season with the Washington Redskins. He had five receptions for 86 yards. So that you know, stuff like that. But that's who
1: the preseason is for. It's for fringe guys, those guys who are on the second, third team, maybe just trying to get a roster spot. That's what it's for. And if you you don't know anybody, if you're not, like, invested in it, yeah. yeah, it's, right. it's, it's point.
0: Like I said, it, I think the preseason has evolved or devolved in in a lot of ways in that it used to be like this. Game one, your starters would play a series. Game two, your starters would play a half. Game three, your starters would play a half and come out and then play at least a series in the third quarter. And then in game four, nobody would really play a lot. Or maybe you will have a guy play one series. Now... Guys, there are a lot of guys who won't play very much at all. Right, they're trying pre-season. to keep
1: everybody healthy. I mean, that's that's the main thing. And the only reason they have these preseason games is because they sell it in the season ticket packages or, or they make the money off those extra games.
0: Well, you know, the premise of it was was good when it started. But now, like I said, with, with teams able to travel and so much money available, they can do joint workouts. And and those things are much more important for the organizations than the actual games themselves. But you're right. I think it is robbery to to make these fans who are season ticket holders pay full price for a game that may, nobody is going to – like J.J. Watt went back to Wisconsin and then played down. And and if right. you are a season ticket holder and you were excited to see J.J. Watt, all you did was see him in a cap and shoulder pads and maybe he threw the ball around before the, the game. No, showed. but he rode a bike. Yeah, and broke brand. the bike. I know, yeah. but he
1: bought him a new one. So it was like, how do you feel? Like, how would you feel? Like, Because, you, you, you know, there are certain things that mean more to you than others. You know, it was like, as a kid, you have a bike. You know, that's your mode of transportation. Well, that's I understand your this. opening to the world. And then you can have a favorite. Like, even if he bought him another one, even if it's like a better one, it's still not his bike that he broken in and had all these experiences with.
0: Well, I would imagine that that kid if he was at Packer Camp, has a more suburban existence. So we grew up in the hood. So you get one bike. You lose that one bike, and that one bike is broken, you may not get a bike for two years. (laughs) So I'm sure he probably has several bikes. (laughs) So so it's not the same. He doesn't have the the sentimental value uh, attached to the bike that we did. You know, we I, had, don't know. I had three I don't bikes know. in my know. life. I don't know about that. <laughs> so I don't know about I, that. I had three bikes in my life, okay?
1: And then, like, if you had a bike and it wasn't, like, a mashup of all these different other bikes that they just had spare parts that you put on to make this one bike, if hey, you had a whole new bike, you were doing something.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we had the, the bike mechanics. I, for the life of me, I never knew how to patch a tire, but I had guys who did. Wow, I know how was, to patch a tire. You know how to, yeah, you patched in the inner tube tie? Yes. Yeah, I, know. I never did. And by the sticky glue and the patch yeah. and, the, and the, yeah, and finding the hole. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean. Hey, even then, I didn't uh, work on stuff. So. You're,
1: you're too good for that. Huh? Um,
0: uh, in other news, Astros doing well. Astros are doing big things. Ten games ahead in their division. Seven-game winning streak. Uh, man, Zach Granke joining the Astros has been tremendous. And the the bullpen help Maldonado mm-hmm. uh, giving them some uh, good work as well. Jordan Alvarez, you hadn't had a chance to comment on him. So, the Astros, are man, it's going to be – they're going to make another run at the World Series. They're, they're the clear favorites in the American League. Yes. Sir. Yankees didn't do much to improve. Twins are good. Boston didn't do much as well. I mean, for the Yankees, they really have to get healthy. But we have – well, not we. But the Houston Astros have better starting pitching than anybody in, in Major League Baseball. And I'm telling you, man, it is – it's exciting. I, I mean, I really got old school excited when the Astros brought in Granky.
1: Yeah, that was a big move, and and, and Jeff Luno is always in Houston. You have Daryl Morey, and then you have Jeff Luno, and then you have whatever is going O'Brien. on at the Texans. <laughs> so it's always exciting, especially you know Daryl Morey is always trying to improve the Rockets. Jeff Luno, I mean, where did Jordan Al- Jordan Alvarez come from? I mean, you know, I mean, he I know he's like that dude. He's crazy, and to add him to that lineup. And Michael Brantley, Michael Brandley's is doing awesome. So, I mean, the Astros, yeah. yeah, the Astros are. Jeff Luno's is doing an awesome job, and Daryl Morey is doing an awesome job. I don't know what the Texans are doing.
0: And, and again, this week, the if you're a Houston Texans fan, uh, essentially they released or waived uh, uh, Dante Foreman, and he was picked up by the Indianapolis Colts. So. A once promising running back for the Texans, who was a solid number two going into training camp, has gotten to the Bill O'Brien doghouse and has been waived. And in return, they have made a trade for Duke Johnson who is going to be a nice pickup. I think that's actually a nice pickup when he gets, you know, 100% healthy. I think that'll be good. I, I mean, I think they have average I, running I like, backs at best.
1: I like the upside of uh, Deontay Foreman. I, I think he was strong and fast and just young and and ha- didn't have a lot of tread on the tires. And I don't know what well, went he, on or yeah, what happened. Yeah, that's the
0: Bill O'Brien thing.
1: Yeah, you, you said you, Bill O'Brien's the kind of coach that has a doghouse. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's essentially what it is. You know, he's he's that dude. He has all the trappings of Bill Belichick without winning. Right. <laughs> so, right. I would, yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know get why it. they love I, him he, I don't either. Like, I, I do not I cannot stand his energy. His I don't like anything about how he moves. And I you know, he's just not a H time type. No,
1: he's not at all.
0: And I just whatever, man. And I mean, I have my own issues with the Texans on a lot of different levels, but right. I, I'll leave that alone for now. Want to ask you about a couple of things? I want to get into this Antonio Brown thing.
1: And so, hey man, I quit. I quit. And you're not letting me use my original headphones that I like to use, so I'm out of here, bro. Like I, I, I just, you know, I'll give it up. This, this money that you're paying me to be here, you know, which is nothing. But beside the point. I want my headphones. They're telling me I can't use the headphones I want, and I'm out. I mean, that's just it. If you're not going to give me my way, I'm going to cry. I'm going to pitch a fit. I'm going to, you know, scream, yell. I'm going to throw a tantrum. I'm going to throw a tantrum. And then if you give it to me, great. If you don't then I'll still probably play and take my $30 million, but I'm going to be unhappy about it.
0: Well, so if you don't understand what any of that was about, Tony Brown has filed a grievance with the NFL. The NFL says that he cannot use his old helmet because it is no longer deemed safe. Enough. Like they care. Well, That's the other side of it. Well, like, I, they really, really care. So, okay, so what it boils down to is, is not only that, he's not practicing because he has frostbite. So, and he got that because of a cryotherapy. So, if you don't know what that is, so those are these little t- cylinders that you can step into. And they, they go from a, the neck down. And you, you're you at like 40, 50 below and you freeze for about 40 seconds, and then you step out. You it's see what happens help, when
1: you don't have the right equipment? He did, he got his feet frozen off because he
0: didn't have the right equipment, Devin. So right? let me explain. So this what is it, deeper than that. Right. So what what that is supposed to do is when you go through that deep freeze for 40 seconds, it's supposed to re, you know regenerate cells and help you uh, recover. So it's about recovery Witchcraft. from, from work, working out. But what he didn't do is protect his feet with proper footwear. And he has, I don't know if you've seen the pictures online, but he has some horrible frostbite at the bottom of his feet. He hadn't been able to perform. And now on top of that, Antonio Brown is complaining about his helmet. So this cat is a problem literally from head to toe. (laughs) (laughs) He's a problem from head to toe.
1: And and look, I don't know if it's, he he doesn't respect, the right equipment because you know he went into the cryotherapy and I'm sure there was like oh you need to wear these kind of shoes nah I'm good you know or if it's just like he just wants to do it his own way or he, or now since he's messed up his feet he wants to be able to have the right equipment every time you know it's deeper than that we gotta delve into that Devin. we gotta find out what's going on we gotta look at his Twitter we gotta, we gotta get in there we gotta ask I, him some questions well you,
0: man. you know and, and they had actually he was on uh, Hard Knocks got a chance to see him on Hard Knocks look let me say this about Antonio Brown I Crazy. was awful I was awful Pittsburgh getting rid of him but he is to me when healthy in the right situation he's the best receiver in the NFL I, I would take him over Julio Jones I would take him over Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins I would take him over anybody I would take him over any receiver in, in the NFL when he's healthy but he's too much to deal with and if you're Pittsburgh you have to be like okay yeah we did the right thing so let's let me let's clarify for listeners just so they'll know though He says he can't see properly. It impairs his vision to have the newer helmet, the newer styled helmet. So he even had his Pittsburgh helmet painted Oakland Raider colors so he could wear it in the games. So now he says he won't play without his new helmet. He's going to forfeit $30 million. But we all know it's not going to happen. The best he can hope for if the NFL some
1: people Some people are just that ignorant, though.
0: He's not that ignorant.
1: You don't think? No, he's not. What? 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 Giving, what has given you the idea that he's not that
0: ignorant? Like, what, because what that he on? Because what he did in Pittsburgh was was brilliant. But that's on the field. I'm no, talking no, about no, mentally. No, I'm talking about on the uh, fi- off the field. What he wanted was a new deal. He he wanted more guaranteed money. Pittsburgh was not going to give it to him. Right. So all of a sudden it became a problem with Ben Roethlisberger, and it, he started pointing figures. We saw this in Houston with Scottie Pippen. When Scottie Pippen wanted out of Houston, what did he do? He started picking on Charles Barkley. Now, some of that was probably true, some of it maybe not. They don't have a few to this day. They were cool afterwards. I, I mean in the moment I'm sure they didn't get along a whole lot. But Pippin just really wanted out and he, and, and
1: shipped him to Portland.
0: What Pippin got paid back for that though. But Good what job it, future. But uh, what Antonio Brown did was got, he got a $50 million contract out of it. He got the extension. He got the more guaranteed money. so But he's why, still he, acting like a looked, petulant child. He did but that was by design. No, but he still is
1: acting that way. He's got yeah.
0: this money yeah. but he's still acting like a baby. Think about this. And now if you want to give him this kind of credit, you can't. What about this? What if he's doing this because he wants to take the sort of the pressure off the fact that he did something stupid to mess his feet up? So maybe he's just deflecting. So so maybe
1: he's an evil genius is what you're saying.
0: He might be. He got his money. (laughs) He maneuvered himself out of Pittsburgh and got guaranteed $30 million in guaranteed money.
1: I mean, he spent two hours on a on a phone call with the league trying to get his helmet
0: approved. So I, I, I mean, I'm sure that's a real thing. I mean, you play. We didn't obviously didn't get to that level, right? But you, you, if you don't have things the right way, if you don't have the right shoulder pad or a uh, pads or your something is not fitting the right way. You feel like that impairs or impedes your your progress, right? And so I get it. I don't think again. I don't think that he'll sit out. I think this is the versionary tactic to kind of get you to stop thinking about. Wow, he may be out for the entire preseason with these feet. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I it don't is. Think so. But I guarantee you, he'll he'll be there game one if he's healthy enough to play. So with that, it's time for a segment that we call Ballin or Ballin. This is when I will give Biscuit a player-team-entity situation, and he will tell me if they are balling or falling. First up, let's talk a little bit about one Kyler Murray. You mentioned him a little bit earlier. Now, you know, what stood out to me is that Larry Fitzgerald gave him a ton of credit. He looked good the other night, 4 for 4 There's a lot of hype from the, the coaching staff, Cliff Kingsbury, and Larry Fitzgerald and other folks that have seen him up close, I don't know what kind of success I think he he would have in the NFL. But all the hype around Kyler Murray, is that balling or falling?
1: Well, I think it, for the next three weeks, it'll be balling. Um, and then when the season starts and people are blitzing, blitzing him and game planning for them and doing all those kind of things, I think he'll be falling. So right now, yeah, it's cool. The games don't mean anything. You can look amazing. You, your coach can say you're great. Your coach can seem great. You know, your your veteran can can give you all this effusive praise and say how great you are and everything like that. That's awesome. That's cool. That's what the preseason is for. Hope springs eternal in August. Wait till September.
0: Give me, remember, give he
1: that. will, I guess. Ball, I reluctantly say balling right now. Well,
0: you know, I think I'm sort of been swayed because of the type of praise Larry Fitzgerald gave him. He was so over the top with it. Everybody does that, and, but I think again when they incorporate a more college style, sort of something he's familiar with as a player, uh, I think. And I said this on KTSU Sports Talk. I think that. If they don't, if they get into a lot of third and long, second and long, where well you they you know the pass uh, rush is gonna come. You you you're able to blitz him. I think you can create some problems. But this short, bing bang, passing him. And again, this is preseason, so you don't see a lot of the twists and wrinkles. He just was very methodical, very easy breezy uh, last night. And, and again, he mobile. And I just I don't know. I just I'm not sure yet. But I will say that the praise for him. Is balling so wait. You, you're you praising the praise for him, is that well, what you're doing? I mean, essentially, that's that's the question. I mean, is it is it something? not his play, not his well, I mean, ability. You can, pra- you can praise his play, but but I just think that, in other words, what is the hype substantiated by what he's been able to do so far? And I think the hype is.
1: But he hasn't done anything. He has one, okay, but, uh, one
0: series in a preseason game that doesn't mean anything. But, okay. Conversely, you look at Dwayne Haskins, who threw two interceptions in his first timeout, and he, you know, again, he he didn't have that kind of game. Okay. So there's that. Kyler Murray is. I mean, the hype machine is all the way uh, behind him. But remember, we heard this about Pat Mahomes, and I I went left. When Kansas City traded Alex Smith, because I said no, you know.
1: Let's Hugh go. Jackson said the same thing about Desha- Deshaun Kaiser back when he was a rookie.
0: So I mean, yeah. this
1: means nothing.
0: Well, I think the praise is is warranted because I think, hey, he is he's so far so good, and that's all you can go for. But go by until the real bullets start flying. Next up in balling or falling, the NCAA incorporating the Rich Paul rule, and let me explain what that is before I let Biscuit answer. So, essentially, if you want to test the waters as a college basketball player, you get an opportunity to sign with an agent while you're going through the process of vetting your stock value. So, essentially, if you want to go out and explore it and see if you are a lottery pick or if it's worth you coming out, you have that time where you can do that. But you can also, at a certain, at a given date at the deadline, say, well, no. I explored and I'm going to return back to school. So the NCAA is instituted a rule where you have to be not a sanctioned NCAA, sanctioned by the NCAA to be uh an agent. And those agents have to have a bachelor's degree. The reason why this is news is because LeBron James had a fit because he called this the Rich Paul rule. Rich Paul is, of course, his representative and is the most powerful man in basketball that's not in the league. And he does not have a college degree. He does not have a bachelor's degree. Is the NCAA's so-called Rich Paul rule balling or falling? I'm going to say the NCAA
1: is balling. balling. I'm going to come out on the other side of this because this is not for the guys who are going to go in the first round. This is not for the lottery picks. These guys who are going into the league, they're going to have major representation. This is for the guys who are further down, maybe the first round, second round, guys who have Uncle Grandpa representing them, breaking all the rules, messing it up, making them ineligible to go back to college. This is who the rule helps. There's uh, the, the NFL has sanction rules as who can be uh an agent with them the NBA has rules that says who can be an agent uh MLB everybody has these rules the NCA is a group of colleges so it would make sense that they their requirement would be that you have a college degree they rep- i mean it's it's their livelihood is colleges they want to feed their base they want to feed that ha- make them have the certification and accreditation because they are a university. I mean, it's certain expectations come from when you deal with, with college athletes and college students. So I don't have a problem with it. I think it's ball. I think it's, it's good to improve, make sure these people have some type of certification has to go through some type of authorization and all these, these steps and know these rules so they don't hurt the kids.
0: Okay. So I heard Chris Broussard go off on his whole thing and it turned into a whole HBCU thing. And while I support him, supporting and driving kids to HBCUs. I don't take this as racial as LeBron and Chris Broussard and and most of Twitter has. I don't see it that way, but I think the NCAA's uh, new policy, the Rich Paul rule, is falling. And I'll say this because, you know, I don't think you need a bachelor's degree to be an agent. If you look at the music industry, the entertainment industry, these guys are building brands. And you look at some of the biggest promoters and managers in that And those folks don't have degrees necessarily. They know how to promote and negotiate and make moves and get things done. I think the same is is true here, where you don't have to you can represent a guy and not need any. Especially when you start talking about slotted slotted pay pay scale and max contracts, we it's not a lot of wiggle room in there. So I mean, right, I don't but know. But these
1: these NCAA rules, first of all, NCAA is a brand; it's a college brand, it's a collegiate brand. So it would make again, it would make sense that they. But would I'm want talking other people about
0: what? Uh, no, I'm talking about the agents themselves to do the job, to do perform the job. You don't need a bachelor's degree to perform and be a successful agent. Rich Paul is the most powerful man in basketball that's not in the NBA. Right. And he, again, so he's proven that you don't need it. However, you can perceive this as a sort of a, uh, a privileged sort of thing that can kind of go down a slippery slope of we want to take away some of these, well, like there's so said, many, Uncle but, Grandpa agents. Right. But the NCAA – needs to worry more. I mean, they're, they're so off base. Instead of trying to come up with ways where these guys can have revenue, Dabo Sweeney and these guys make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. All of these people making all this money and these kids are not making any of it. And I know with Title IX and with non-revenue producing sports, it's hard to start to pay the football players and the basketball players. But they need to be working on that. Instead, they're going in the opposite direction trying to create more rules. Now, I understand that Rich Paul – can have somebody in his organization with a bachelor's degree to, to be the "quote unquote" representative right. and it doesn't affect guys if you want to go pro you can sign with anybody but i just think the nca getting involved in this is just a it's just stupid and it's short-sighted and it's not progressive at all, and it's more of the same for the NCAA. So, in my mind, they're falling. Finally, in balling the falling, let's talk a little bit about the Clemson Tigers. Now, the Clemson Tigers won the national championship and won Kelly Bryant, started four games, came up with a huge victory, led the team to a huge victory over Texas A&M. But when Trevor Lawrence was named a starter four games into the season, he left and transferred to Missouri. Team went on to win a national championship, got their rings, and Dabo Sweeney was faced with a decision to make. Do you give Kelly Bryant a ring or do you not give him a ring? Well, Dabo Sweeney decided he would not give Kelly Bryant a ring. Is he balling or falling? Well, I think he's falling. But I reserve
1: judgment for the rest of the season because he still has Trevor Lawrence, who won the national championship on his team. I think it will hurt him in recruiting later on if kids start to think about this and care about this. And I want to know also in this story whether or not, you know, the guys who maybe became ineligible during the season uh, because of academic issues or who guys who were hurt or whatever, did those guys not get rings? Did the sports information guy get, get a ring? Did the managers get a ring? I mean, who got rings and who didn't is what I want to know. And then once I find that out, I can tell you whether or not he's balling or falling.
0: Well, again,
1: I think. But if they're number one coming into the season, if they win all their major games, and they make it to the, to the national championship, then they're balling.
0: Nah, I think I think first of all, that's petty is AF. <laughs> that's petty <laughs> AF. <Okay. laughs> be, Here you go using those young, that young yeah, slang you again. You know, I gotta say, I gotta stay uh-huh. relevant, bro. Yeah, uh-huh. I gotta stay relevant. No, I think that's petty AF. Because I'm going to tell you why. It's a ring. The kid helped you get there. You got a big win. He decided it, he made a career decision and his future was elsewhere, and he decided to make a move. He, While he was there, he was totally committed to the program. Coaches make career decisions all the time. If Dabo Sweeney, if Nick Saban retires tomorrow, Dabo Sweeney can get the, the deal of his life and go back to his alma mater, I, and he takes it because it's in the best interest of his career and his family and whatever. Right. Do you take his statues down? Do you take all all sort of uh, any kind of indication that he was there? Do you take that away? Do you strip that away? No, he while he was there, he did what he could do for you. Young man, these guys have such they have so little power in controlling their destiny. When a guy does it, you got to respect him. Did he give you his all? Was he committed to the program when he was there? Was he a good soldier? Did he do everything you needed him to do? If that's the case, Give him a ring. Where I do think it is falling also is, yeah, the recruits, when you look at recruits, look at this, and it's like, you know, you can get guys in their ears saying, look, this is the kind of dude you're dealing with. Right. But in that locker room, either you with us or you If it's us against the world, it might help the guys in the locker room now. But down the line, it is, now that's bad business. And I just think it's petty. You know, this program makes tens of millions of dollars. Tens of millions of dollars. They get ninety thousand people every time they play. They have television deals. Dabo Sweeney has uh, shoe deals, uh, apparel deals. I mean, if you saw this week, they're touring offices. You see his office. It's the Pope would want to be there. It's, I mean, I'm just saying, it. They get everything that they want, and you don't want to get this guy a ring. That's petty AF. <laughs> and he is. Falling. Now with that, going to take time out, halfway point, come back on the other side. Kalina is back, and we will get into a Lamar Award. But first and foremost, a word from our sponsor and the mix from our DJ, DJ Anarchy in the Mix. This is episode 81 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. That was music of DJ Anarchy. And I want to remind you guys that if you are a fledgling artist or an established artist and you have uh, music you'd like us to play, we'll play a snippet at the halfway point and we'll play the majority of a, a mix or a, we'll play an entire song at the end of the podcast. Of course, uh, reach out to me on the new WadesWordProductions.com website. And uh, as long as it's radio edit, the genre is not important. We will show you love and expose you to the thousands of folks who have listened to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Now, in uh, with this reunion edition of the podcast, we want to bring back Kalina. Now, Kalina's been our resident uh, social warrior. Welcome back.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me back.
0: Now, again, we've been talking a lot about the website, and we're excited about that. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts on the website and some of the new things that we're doing?
2: Yeah, you gave me a little sneak peek, and I really like it. I think it is a really good representation of who you are. You do theater. You do writing. You're obviously doing podcasts for sports and Friday Express. So, I mean, it's just a lot of who you are. And, I mean, and what I really love is that if you are only exposed to one part of you, if you're only listening to sports talk, you can get to know uh, about the the express, the (laughs) other stuff. Yeah. So I just... I I really like
0: it. Well, we got your photo up there as well on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page on the website. And, of course, the phone number. Can't let you guys forget it. 832-941-6614. 24 hours a day you can call. So far, we've had a number of folks, you know, subscribe. And this is the first podcast where I'm—well, actually, I mentioned it uh, the last podcast, but—well, the briefcast. Before an entire podcast, my first time mentioning the new website and the new phone number. That folks can call. So we hope that you call. And another thing is that we're gonna have sponsors. And so you are our. I don't know. Are you familiar with a '70s show called Charlie's Angels? Of course. Now I know course. you know the reboot, and they're about no, to have No, of enough.
2: course I know the '70s. I was born in the '80s, so it was all syndicated.
0: Right. So you saw Farrah Fawcett and Jacqueline yes. Smith and uh, Cheryl Ladd and and yeah. The yeah. new,
2: the new one that got re- the replaced one of
0: them. Yep, I know them all. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you had. Charlie and he would send the ladies out on assignment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you are a resident guinea pig, and so we're 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 testing out a potential sponsor. And because we'll have sponsors, I want to only endorse people that I believe in. So I'm gonna send you out on an assignment. There's a new facility that well they're not new. They be they may become new sponsors, but my condition was that hey somebody has to go and work out with you guys. And so we can give a honest testimonial. Well, I'm not going to (laughs) (laughs) work out. So guess what? You are yes. going to work out, and we're going to send you to work out and do some some CrossFit and some training, some oh my gosh. maybe running some heels. And
2: All right. are you ready for that? I am. I've I've been doing boot camp for a whole year. I run, so I'm ready. Now CrossFit, I'm scared of hot yoga. You've done? Oh yes, I love hot yoga. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm I'm down for it. I feel like I need a partner, though. I feel like you'd be a you better. An call- excellent-
0: no, I ain't going. I'm not. You can call Biscuit. <laughs> because i told him i told the guy i said look i have to work out for six months just so i can go and work out with you guys so it's not for the faint at heart but i I mean although they invite all levels and i won't mention the names until we become actual endorsers but i'm going to send you over to work out with yeah
2: i'm ready so also if y'all um if y'all any of y'all are small business owners y'all have bakeries (laughs) <laughs> or pizza shops, Tell I them. will, we, know, will t- we have to test the product first. I'll take a hit for the team and test the product.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> it's been a long time since you've been on the podcast, and yeah. people have, and I asked Biscuit this in the first half of the show, what does it feel like when you know that people have been asking for you? Like, where's Kalina? What's going on with Kalina? Why has she not been on the podcast? What does that feel have like? Are they
2: really? Oh, that's really... No, I love that. Thank you so much. I've been very, very busy with work. But it's very sweet that people know me and want me to come back.
0: (laughs) And now they can see a picture of you. And and actually, out of all of the pictures, the four pictures of the special teams unit, uh, Eddie, I used the old Houston Oilers photo. Kevin and and Biscuit, they just have, you know, regular photos. They, and you the only one that has a, a decent picture on the, on the website, even though it's not one of your official headshots. But I picked that picture. I actually like the picture. That's why I picked the picture. Oh, so thank you. And then I, we may be able to have your email address for you as well. We'll have to talk about that after the show. So what have you missed in the world of sports that made you? You are not soft-spoken at all. And if you, you have an opinion on a lot of stuff. Yeah, what has jumped out at you that you wanted to jump in on and speak about uh, when you when it first happened? You're like, man, I need to get on the podcast to talk about this.
2: Well, I've been lightly or loosely following a lot of Houston stuff and, you know, generally being disappointed as usual. But so something I want, can I just bring up something that's a light, lighter note? Simone Biles, she showed up in my Twitter feed this morning. She is killing it. She is the goat of gymnastics and she is- A
0: Houstonian, by the way,
2: too. Yes, she is. And she was the first person to do a double-triple on the floor and a double-double on the beam. And
0: And so one of the moves, the signature move on the floor is named the Simone or whatever, the Biles move.
2: Yeah. I don't know which one it is, but she attempted a double back with three twists and her landing was not the greatest, but the judges still gave it to her and said that she executed it. So, I mean, and it looks phenomenal. If you, you got to Google it or whatever you got to do, look at that. And then her beam work Oh, my God.
0: She's the most decorated gymnast in American history. I mean, she yeah. I mean, continues to win world championships. She's won a couple gold medals, whatever. She's it. Let me, I do have a confession, though, To the, that, okay, so a lot of folks know that I don't move around a lot. I don't go like Kevin Allen, like uh, other people, like you, Kalina. Y'all go to a lot of things. you always out and about. I was actually before the last, the first Olympics where she won a gold medal. I was invited to a reception at either at her home or at her folks invited me out to a reception before she went to the Olympics. And I didn't go.
2: Of course not. And I, but I... had
0: I, I wish I would have gone. I mean, we could have had some bone on the show. Maybe we still can. I'm sure that people in our family know about KTSU and they listen. I don't know. Somebody had to know who I was to personally invite me. Yeah. Because I got the invitation here at the station.
2: Why did you not go, Devin? <laughs> probably you don't on. Move a, around. It was
0: yeah. It was probably on a Tuesday at the time. She was not who she is now. And, uh, no, I just missed out. But, but hey, I still root for her. And maybe her folks are listening to the podcast. Invite me out. I'll come next time. Oh, yeah, now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's how life
2: goes.
0: Yeah, it's true. So, anyway, you said she's killing it. Go ahead and talk about what she, uh, her statement, her press conference, uh, impromptu press conference.
2: Yeah, she had this impromptu conference about the United States Gymnastic Association, uh you know, I'm I'm sure everybody's really familiar with her co you had one damn job. You know, I, I think I what I saw was somebody who is traumatized and working through it, and genuinely hurt and affected by the actions of this one man, and and really just everybody involved who's complicit in it, who just smoothed it over and, you know, put it under the rug. You could see that she's angry, and it really did affect me that, you know, that this happened and that she's working on it. But then, but what's crazy is I know how hurtful that is, and then I go and see what she's doing, and she's killing it. Like, I... It is am- it is
0: amazing. It's amazing that she's been able to, to separate, and all of those gymnasts for that matter, able to separate their performances from the things that were going on in the background that we know about. And uh, they're purging the sport and they're continuing to try to protect those girls. But we talked about this off the show. You know, I just cannot imagine you know, my child just wouldn't get a gold medal because you're just you not going to live somewhere else. Hmm. And I know in other countries they do this all. I mean, they do it here, but they do it in other countries where, hey, if you are are identified as gifted and talented, you're going to the academy and you're going to live there. It's going to be a residential situation. My kid just wouldn't get a gold medal. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can blame, you can go to therapy as an adult, but I'm not sending you away. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, and I know you and I kind of differ a little bit on that.
2: I mean a little bit. I I think I'm more open to that whole lifestyle. Like if you see that there's something really gifted in your child, specifically with sports, then I would be more apt to let you go. But things are just real not now not even nowadays it was happening 30 40 years ago, it just wasn't ever reported
0: no i mean i know you're an actor so you know sometimes your child actors get roles and you know they become stars that way In that way i can understand you you would be passing up a tremendous opportunity but i would be more prone to be like well let me see if i can find a job in that city somewhere i maybe the kid you know if she's gifted enough to go to the tennis academy and i mean if i'm not gonna go you know Sort of Richie Williams on him, and, and then take over the coaching myself. I wanna, I want my kid at home every night. Yeah, I get I, that. I, you know, you me, uh, either me or my wife, some somebody's gonna be with my kid. A
2: chaperone of some type, right? Kinda, and yeah, you, yeah. That that I'm for. Yeah, totally.
0: So the other thing that you have been a proponent of, you did the Why We Kneel segment and talking about the the boycotting of the NFL. Yeah. Even in the opening of that segment, we heard quotes from Donald Trump. So Donald Trump comes out this week and he's asked about Colin Kaepernick, who posted a video talking about how, you know, that he gets up at 5 a.m., he's still ready to play. Yep. Donald Trump comes out and says he should be able to play if he's good enough. Now, you talk about you are the one. You are the one that created the division that ruined this man's career. Cause let's let's keep this in mind. So Colin Kaepernick kneels, he he takes a knee. And, of course, he creates the, – the, the controversy is stirred up. People take sides. He takes his shots. He goes along and plays another season. He, he still plays, becomes a free agent. Then Trump comes out with all his vitriol and goes after Colin Kaepernick specifically. And my, while the owners may have colluded to keep him out, Trump's statement and making him public enemy number one assured the fact that Colin Kaepernick – would not get signed by an NFL team. And now, three years later, you want to come back and say, oh, well, hey, if he's good enough. Okay, well, It's just ridiculous to me.
2: I wanted to go big picture to small. So let's take thousands of steps back. Right now, we are recording August 2019. Several large things have happened in the past couple of weeks, just in the middle, at the beginning of August, that affected our country. Somebody asks him this question while he is on the way to the Hamptons to go to a fundraiser in the midst of horrible things happening in our country. Then he goes back on what he's, which that is like the tiniest thing. We know that's what he does, right? He's like, ah, yeah, they should. They should let, if he's good enough, he should play. And he brings up at the end of that about how he knows the owner's and they're good people, so you know if they th- if they think it's if he's good enough, he should do it. Which I don't. That to me is like, well, what? What do the owners have to do with it anymore? And then he wants them to play. It is like it would baffle my mind if we haven't had three years of this insanity.
0: <laughs> right.
2: I mean, it's it obviously. Uh, you know, I believe that Colin Kaepernick has been steadfast in his work ethic, in um his message. And that that resonates with people. I think he recognizes it, and it's an easy win for Trump.
0: And this is why I want people to keep the eye on, on the ball. And, and this might clear the way for Colin Kaepernick to return, and then he'll take credit for that. But you won't take credit for damaging, you know, his career, creating this antagonism, this division in American pop culture. I mean, nothing, not much, is more American than than you know our our pro sports. I love for sports. And, and a pro football, and you pitted one side against another, and you use this guy to do that to to pander to a base because again if you you lost the election when it comes to popular vote but because of the electoral college you won and got to be president but you know that with the help of the russians but it's just it's a terrible thing but it may very well clear the way for teams to feel comfortable signing colin kaepernick
2: you know one of the things that i've been thinking about i've often i've been reading the autobiography of martin luther king And it occurs to me in every generation where there is some type of movement, where there's some type of civil rights activism that happens. There's always, for lack of a better word, a martyr, somebody who has to step out first to do the hard work and will get the brunt of the consequences so that other people behind them can can thrive and to actually move everything forward. It occurs to me that Carolyn Kaepernick may never play. And that is the cross he has to bear as of being the leader in this civil rights moment. And I don't want that for him, but I, I do hope that he is the catalyst for more change
0: well he what trump did with the whole colin cabinet thing is really take the fun out of football i mean even to this day i have a lot of folks who love listening to the sports talk with Devin Murray podcast love listening to ktsu sports talk but they check out when i start talking about nfl football and it just took something that was fun and, and not that football didn't have its political issues and racial issues all along but to put that on the forefront where you couldn't think about anything else and you were forced to choose sides, it just made football not a lot of fun to talk about for a long while. Even, like I said, even on our our podcast, you did the, the you know, why we kneel. But I will say this, and let me, let me say this. While Colin Kaepernick is a martyr when it comes to actually uh, not being able to play, he had a golden parachute. He had the settlement with the NFL. Yeah. He has the shoe deal with Nike. He can sign, you know, go give speeches for six figures for the next fifty years if he wants to. So he's not a martyr in the way that Martin Luther King was, or even Muhammad Ali. No, no. Because when it all. happened with Muhammad Ali, you just didn't know if he'd ever get another shot. And he gave. He lost a lot of money in the best years of his career colin had gone to a super bowl he'd had an established career and although he was he's not done to me he's not done even now and he wasn't done when he w- was taken away from the game he's a martyr in that respect but not much more than that but i want to thank you so much for coming in man this is this has been good to have you back yeah
2: and, i'm so glad to be back i really am
0: and we have to get you in and we can talk about some fun stuff yeah. Because you actually, you made yourself the face of a serious issue. You said you came to me. You said, look, I have an idea. Can I do it? I want to do why we need And you did research and you did good work with that. And a lot of people got a lot of positive responses from that. And so you kind of made yourself the face of yeah. serious issues on the podcast.
2: <laughs> and, and that's fine. Like, I think that is something that we we need especially in this moment in day and age we need to be aware of that doesn't stop us from being able to enjoy sports and fun and can i tell you okay so you know everybody knows that i'm not like super hardcore into sports i follow it casually but i've been have you seen last chance you
0: I have not on Netflix. Well, actually, uh-huh. one of the coaches from that from Last Chance U coaches here, at Texas Southern. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, there you are. You will
0: probably know who he was. Yes, if I, I would, because I
2: follow. I love Last Chance U, and I just Netflix just uh, dropped their latest season. I binged it last weekend, and that's how I kind of get my my football. You didn't tell picks. me. Yes, I love this show. Coach Brown from Indy in Kansas. I, that oh, he amazing. I don't care what he did. I mean I do care what he did but but I don't care Like, I'm a big supporter of him and the program that he left. Like, I love this show. I think it's amazing, and I think it's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I will have to watch that since it comes with your recommendations. Absolutely. Well, hey, one, thank you for for coming back. We may even have an email address for you. We may give you an email address if you want to reach out to her. Or you can call 832-941-6614 and leave a message for Kalina. Yeah, hit me up. Yep. With that, it's time to give out a Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no
1: lifeboats
0: and no life preserve and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award, of course, is given to the big dummy of the week or the episode or whatever. And I'm going retro because some big dummies move straight to the head of the line. This one took a back seat. But this goes back to late July. Amir Garrett. You said, "Well, who is Amir Garrett? Amir Garrett is a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. And by now, may, most of you, if not all of you, have seen the big brawl between the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it happened when Amir Garrett, who was being removed from the game after giving up a home run. So it started to chirp with the bench of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And eventually, he stormed the bench himself. He didn't wait on his teammates. He went by himself. And on the surface, that's a gangster move, and that proves that you're about that life. But it's also a commentary on the day and age of modern baseball. And I tell you what, if Mr. Amir Garrett had run up on some of the teams of my youth, that would have been the last you would have heard of Amir Garrett because he would have got handled with the quickness. A punishment would have been swift and severe and he ran up on the pirates and he i guess he took whatever punishment he left unscathed uh, at least on the surface i didn't see any visible wounds but yeah he charged the bench took on four or five of them and you know obviously all of those guys it was a bunch of suspensions handed out but I'm like, you would if you would have ran up on the old school Yankees with Billy Martin as the manager, you would never got to the bench. If Gary would have ran up on a, a teams from the past, he would have got whooped. When you talk about some of these teams with some of these gangsters and really hard-nosed baseball players, Garrett would have got his ass kicked from the word go. But the fact that you ran off because you got knocked out of the game, you couldn't take the chirping, and while you were being removed and replaced from the game, you decided to charge the Pittsburgh Pirates bench by yourself. While brave, it is stupid, and for that reason, you are a big dummy. You big dummy! <laughs> <laughs> With it,
1: before I let go
0: that'll close out this episode of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Briefcast. want to thank uh, Kalina. want to thank Biscuit for coming back. want to remind you guys, the phone number to call for the We The People segment, 832-941-6614. And, of course, you can go to the Wade's Word Productions website, 24 hours a day, and sign up, subscribe for the newsletter. And that way I can communicate with you guys. And, again, want to thank our DJ, DJ, and It is wonderful to have the special teams unit back. Had a great time. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. More to come, more interviews. We'll have Darvin Kitsie next time out and uh, more interviews and more guests as uh, we keep this thing moving. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And, as always, have a great day. Soul Control. 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 Can you wait for